Hi everyone, this is uh, Elsie. Um, I write and perform the podcast. Um, just wanted to do a quick intro today to say that, yeah, sorry for posting late. Um, I had the worst case of hay fever ever, um, so we didn't get this up. Um, I say we, I mean I. Um, <laughs> didn't get this this uh, episode up until today. Uh, we didn't get it up last night, um, Tuesday, due to said gross um, hay fever pollen is the devil. Um, thanks a million for listening. Uh, we've got the girls coming up next. Like, I'm not even messing or nothing, but that's, like, real good, Katie. Are you, like, negging me? It sounds like you're kind of, like, negging me. What? Like, why do you have to, like, bring up shit like that all the time? I'm just trying to pay a compliment, like. It just never sounds like a compliment is the thing. Well, I'm taking it back anyway. Like, I'm sick of you, I am. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about, like, what we've been up to since the last episode. But, like, given that you guys are already fighting and the biggest thing to happen in the last while might break Katie's brain anyway I kind of I don't really know where to go with this well I mean if she didn't want her brain broken then why does she like bring up all that stuff when we were talking like I mean no Sarah we have to talk about this let's just get it out there let's just let's just bring our listeners into this whole situation I think like there's I don't see how we have a choice right now (laughs) for any of our viewers that are not aware um yesterday BTS performed their um I think it's the single. Well, I assume it is. Also, the the, the album was released uh, like earlier today. So today is still like Tuesday, but like you guys are probably listening to it on Wednesday. But like you need to go and like download the album. Oh my god, it's so cool! I can't believe you're so excited. You're going into like ASMR, Chloe, right now. ASMR. Oh my god, it's so exciting. You guys, no sense. I'm so confused. So yeah. So yeah, um, what we're assuming is, is the lead single from uh, their new Japanese language album, uh, Map of the Soul 7, The Journey. Uh, yeah, was was performed by BTS yesterday. And yeah, the album was released today. Um, and Chloe, um, yeah, Chloe kind of lost her mind for a minute Like, there. I think it's still gone, Sarah. Like, I mean, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Like, I mean, like the... Like, I mean, the high notes, like the rap line, like how distractingly hot JK is. I mean, I just... I just can't. Why? Why are we talking about uh, this? Because last time I checked, uh, which was uh, last night, if I'm not mistaken, Katie Murphy, you were angling for a BT21 wireless keyboard and mouse to match Sirius's one, you what? big, big hypocrite. You. Oh, wow. Okay, this, this is going this on is right now. This, this is the only <laughs> development right here. So, so I, I got into this, yeah, I got pulled into this sort of group chat situation uh with the girls yesterday um after katie let it slip to chloe that she kind of remembers who min Shuga is oh she more than remembers Sasha. i can tell you that much more nothing right here right now <laughs> oh god <laughs> so anyway um after that i got pulled into this call where chloe kind of wanted me to show katie my new keyboard and mouse uh, that i ordered a while ago and a usb standard don't forget that <laughs> 
the USB extender, yeah, um, because it came out that uh, Katie has a mild um, plushy and a general cute thing addiction. You are what? I know, I know, I know. Who is this person who has been hanging around with us for like a whole year? We don't even know who she is. She could have like a whole other family that we don't even know about. Like, you know the way she always joins any FaceTimes or whatever from that weird room where her guitar is? Yeah, the one that looks like a press under the stairs or something. The very same, Kleena, the very actual same. Well, yesterday I called her and like I didn't text for, well, I did text for, you saw it in the group chat, but like I did it like right away and like she was in her room and she picked up and like you said, want to see the number of plushies on that bed? You could like rebuild a Winterfell set from Game of Thrones with them bitches. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That is, that is specific, man. I know, like, I genuinely don't know where that came from. Like, that's just, that's just what was in my heart just now. I I feel that. I really, I really, really do. (laughs) I just want this conversation to be over. But yeah, like an actual mountain of plushies, each one cuter than the next. I mean, so, I mean, I did what any purple-blooded army would do in that situation. Oh, God. I got Saoirse on the phone to show Katie her BT21 keyboard because I knew that she would need it in her actual life. And my mouse, you know, in fairness, I'm, I'm very, very fond of that mouse. It is. It is a very cute mouse, to be fair. <laughs> oh my god, Katie, what are you doing? Like you're dying. Like, like no lie, I might be. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got onto the call and like showed her my cute stuff. Mm, fuck and you. then uh, later, uh, we is. heard from Katie that she was like on the BT21 like website and like knew the whole like backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no. Oh, man, it's okay. Yeah, I don't see how we can handle the uh, the rest of today without you telling us everything there is to know about uh, BT21, dude. Oh, my God, Sarah, like, no, man. Like, like no, no, don't do not do this. I am not doing anything. You did this to yourself. <laughs> it's not fair. Come on, Katie. I mean, you keep this up. You're not getting yourself no baby shooky face pillow for your birthday, so... <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, no way. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so, oh, God. Um... Okay, so, like, Line Friends is this, like, company that makes, I don't know, this merch with, like, super cute characters and everything. They were, like, originally used on, like, this messaging app that, I don't know, it's, like, super popular in Korea or whatever. And, um, yeah, they they partnered with BTS to make a bunch of characters with them for BT21. And Shuki is her favorite. I can't believe Katie's a Yuki stan. I just can't. Oh, my God. Um, but our listeners won't won't know what any of that means. Um, so so why don't you uh, why don't you take us through the background there? Like, Kay? This is an actual human rights abuse that's happening right now. So call Amnesty International. Come on, get on with it. So like, oh man. So like a couple of years ago, yeah, Line Friends decided that they think of the cuteness. Think of the cuteness. <laughs> so like, they decided they could partner with yeah with BTS since like their fan base is like mega huge or whatever. Um, yeah, and they came up with like a bunch of characters with each of the uh, members, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, could you could you tell us a bit more about these characters? Well, Katie? I mean, you could like read about them on the website and stuff. Oh, but I would so much prefer to hear it from you today. Though is the thing. Yeah, yeah, I really don't see how our listeners can go through the rest of their day if they don't hear what Prince Tata and the others uh, are, are all about. From you, Katie. Yeah, yeah, and I should actually clarify, your shiki plushie for your birthday is contingent on you doing this. Excellent use of contingent there, Chloe. Right? Uh, so, uh, anyway, what's it going to be, Kay? 
remember how cute and squishy that Shuki pillow looked? Oh my god. Like, for real? Why? Fine, 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 fine. But you better buy it. I will, I will, I will, I will. Go, 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 go. Oh god, okay, fine. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, here, I'll just get it from the website. Um, hold on a sec. Mystery. Bye. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Hailing from planet BT, Prince Tata dreams to spread love across the galaxy. Deciding that destiny is at hand, Tata summons guardian robot Van to prepare for an interstellar... I got my teeth cleaned today and it's really hard to talk (laughs) when, like, I'm very saliva-y. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah, that is gross. Um, Interstellar journey to Earth. Shortly after (laughs) arrival, the prince concludes that the most effective means to win over the hearts of Earthlings is to become a super... No, something much more ambitious. A universe star. Oh, Okay. I didn't, it's, it's easier when you read it out loud. Anyway, um, yeah. Realizing that a collective effort is crucial, Tata and Van scout for like-minded hopefuls to share in the dream. Soon they discover six. Koya, RJ, Shuki, Mang, Jimmy, and Cookie. Fight! What? To become <laughs> what will be known as the most influential pop culture sensation the galaxy has ever witnessed. BT21. So yeah, yeah, they're like eight characters all together, and they're super cute. And Chloe's gonna buy me a baby Shuki pillow. The end. Tell us more about the characters, Kate. Come on. No. Come on. Okay, fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, Prince Tata is he's V's character. Um, he's a prince. Um, he wants to learn about Earth and love and give it to like everyone. His head is a massive heart. Um, his robot guardian Van is one of RM's characters. He knows everything and protects the band, and so does RM, and that's kind of it. Um, Koya is a koala. Which is kind of nice. And RM's no. other character, he's got two because, like, he's the band's leader or whatever, or like the tallest. I don't know. Um, Koya is, like, super kind and gentle and sleeps all the time. I would very much like to be him when I grow up. Um, Jin uh, came up with RJ, who's a sheep, alpaca type person, thingy. Um, and he likes to cook, eat, and look after everyone in that order. Um, it's very lovely, and it's my understanding that Jin Hyung is exactly Jin the same Hyung. way. Uh, Mang is the wild dancer character person that J-Hope came up with and he wears a mask so no one knows who he is it's very mysterious and he dances like Gur from Invader Zim it's awesome oh my god no yeah um, Jimmy is Jimin's character and is as adorable as someone with makeup that nice oh should my god. be um, he also wears a yellow hoodie um, that's more of a super cute onesie type situation and his superpower is hard work which is kind of weird um, and then Kuki is this super weird strong boxing rabbit type person that Chloe wants to have. Now it's only half (laughs) true. You take that back, Kenny Morphe. (laughs) And then Shuki is this super cute like cookie that was like baked by this gentleman who's his grandpa somehow. Um, But yeah, he joins the band because his grandpa was sick and he needed somebody to help. Uh, Like the film that like animated thingy about him, it's like animated like it's an old school like Game Boy like Pokemon or Final Fantasy game or something, which was like pretty cool like you have to go and like catch a new baker like it's pokemon oh god, and like legitimately fangirling oh, right now oh my god shit is going up i just like, can't believe it no like shut up you guys like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dude that's so jeez oh my god is he actually for real oh what no like Derek's making like fried rice or something and he's in there like i swear he's in there like whacking the spoon off the pan like he's actually trying to kill something like i'm trying to record in here you actual Asshole, what is wrong with you? Jesus. Jesus, Sarah, are you alright? Yeah, like he's, oh, he's, he's 
a dick. Like so, yeah. The the party was a bit much at the weekend. Then, yeah. Like like I know the restrictions are lifted and everything, and like there's no way D has more than fifty friends. But like there was, like there were just so many of them here, and like they totally trashed the place. And then he was like super hungover, and I had to clean up before mom and dad got back from like the night shift. They, oh, like it's oh, it's all just head fuck. Like it was so stupid. So like you didn't go like the party as well. Like well, like like I had a few drinks with like D's mates and stuff, but he just like kept going on about like how like. Oh, so stupid like how my shorts were like riding up and I sat down and like I'm not skinny enough to wear stuff like that what are you for real yeah like and in, in, like, it was in front of like Dolly and Noob and stuff and like and that I should go up and put on a pair of like mom's control knickers but like they mightn't fit me because she's like a size smaller than me you and are stuff. actually messing you are messing right now no like it was it was super messed up like, I will knock him out I will actually go up there and I will knock him out yeah, it was just like oh, like I just I was kind of hoping that I could talk to Dolly again like last time Dee had a party I went into the back room like I don't know it must have been like two in the morning or whatever and yeah Dolly was in there he was he was playing guitar on like his own in the dark and stuff and like we just oh I don't know we just kind of started talking and like had this cool conversation and stuff like he's, he's a cool guy he's just really chill and stuff and like but yeah it wasn't going to happen at the weekend I just went to bed early after D started all that stuff you know no point really that's like really shit Sarah what are you going to do he's probably right like it's kind of it's kind of pathetic to try and chat up your older brother's friends sooner we get out of lockdown and I can get back up to college with other people the better for everyone So let's crack on. Um, This week's book is uh, Sayaka Murata's killer novel, A Convenience Store Woman. Um, This was another one that you brought up, Serge, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, I read it last year and uh, I loved it. Yeah, I just loved it so much. Um, I read this one in one day too. (laughs) I've read a bunch of books in one day. Um, But uh, yeah, when we started talking about how this series would be about like unusual heroines and stuff, um, I knew that, yeah, Keiko just had to be front and center. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely fits the old bill. Um, Yeah, why don't you introduce us to uh, Ms. Murata and take us through the... uh, overview of the book real quick uh yeah um sure um okay Sayaka Murata is the author of many books, including Convenience Store Woman, winner of Japan's most prestigious literary award, the Akutagawa Prize. She used to work part-time in a convenience store, which inspired this novel. Murata has been named a Freeman's Future of New Writing author, and her work has appeared in Granta and elsewhere. In 2016, Vogue Japan selected her as a Woman of the Year. And and then for the book, um, Keiko Furukura has always been considered a strange child, and her parents always worried how she would get on in the real world. So, when she takes on a job in a convenience store while at university, they are delighted for her. For her part, in the convenience store, she finds a predictable world mandated by the store manual, which dictates how the workers should act and what they should say, and she copies her co-workers' style of dress and speech patterns so that she can play the part of a normal person. However, 18 years later, at age 36, she is still in the same job, has never had a boyfriend, and has only a few friends. She feels comfortable in her life, but is aware that she is not living up to society's expectations and causing her family to worry about her. When a similarly alienated but cynical and bitter young man comes to work in the store, he will upset Keiko's contented stasis, but will it be for the better? Sayaka Murata brilliantly captures the atmosphere of the familiar convenience store that is so much part of life in Japan. 
With some laugh-out-loud moments prompted by the disconnect between Keiko's thoughts and those of the people around her, she provides a sharp look at Japanese society and the pressure to conform, as well as penetrating insights into the female mind. Convenience Store Woman is a fresh, charming portrait of an unforgettable heroine that recalls Banana Yoshimoto, Han Kang and Amelie. I remember you saying before, Thersha, that you like when a story has like no fat on it. I didn't really understand what you meant, but then when we were reading this, I totally get it. Yeah, there's like genuinely no fat on this book at all. Oh man, that's like so crazy. I like thought exactly the same thing after I finished it. Like, what were we saying that a bit before? I feel like it was a film. It was when we were fangirling over Alien. Oh my God, that conversation went on way longer than I had to. Like seriously. Chloe, Alien is a perfect movie. I mean, you blackmailed Katie into listening to Map of the Soul 7. Like you genuinely really did, man. So, I mean, to even up the score, you should really watch Alien. Ew, no. Seriously, Chloe, it's a perfect film. Yeah, about an alien. Oh, but it's just like, oh my God, it's so well written. It's like so, oh, it's so tight. Like, I mean, every piece of that movie just like fits one on top of the other. Like... Ooh, like a Lego X-Wing. You giant, giant nerd. I love it. It was a bit much, wasn't it? It was actually perfect. I genuinely could not have put it better myself, um. (laughs) Sam. But no, no. If if I remember correctly, though, Chloe, you gave Pride and Prejudice the no-fat compliment back when we talked about that. Yeah, but like that was about Lisbeth being a legend and Mr. Darcy being a total roid. Weren't no aliens in there. Well, you know Jury's out on Mr. Collins. Riding around the estate in a Fiat Punto with tinted windows looking for action. Like, that's alien behaviour, isn't it? I will never get tired of you talking about Mr. Collins out there trawling the streets for anyone to bang. Seriously. It's all there in the book, Sarah. I mean, I just report what I read. That's that's all there is to (laughs) it. So true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I suppose we should get back to the book um, we read this week so that we could talk about that, given that it's what the show is supposed to be about. Um, yeah. So we've got one Miss Keiko Furukura. Do I have that right? Okay. Um, she she works at a convenience store and doesn't really, yeah, do much else. You guys heard that in the blurb. Yeah, she she just works there. She finds it hard to be in society and, and um, working in the convenience store works for her. Um, so the book, really, yeah, she just kind of tells us about her life and takes us through a period of like some change and realization. And, and that's kind of... It's kind of it, but it's way more interesting than that. Yeah, you made that sound real boring, but it's not at all. Yeah, that's that's 100% on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when, when we open up on Keiko, um, she's telling us about the convenience store pretty much from the get-go. Um, and we can tell by the way she's talking about it, like, yeah, it's super, super important to her, like way more important than it could be to anybody else, like to anybody like normal in quotes. We're probably going to like talk a lot about like normal in quotes, like through the, the, the book or through the, the show today. So like, yeah, when you hear the word normal, that's we, we mean it in, in quotes. Um, but yeah, do you know what? Maybe we need to excerpt it up so that we can get into this properly. Um, Kay, what do you think? I have it in my head that you'd be really good with this one. Oh, yeah, haven't, haven't, I, haven't I suffered enough this week? No, do you know what? I don't think so. And I agree with Sarah. You know the way you're like all cold and motionless? Like I, I think that would work here. Um, like motionless as in I'm not moving or emotionless? Okay, now that, that right there, that is a perfect example of the kind of talk that will not bring you any closer to gifted plushies, okay? Am I making myself clear right now? Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> do your reading. It's okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, God, all right. So um, no, in fairness, this is pretty good. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> a convenience store is a world of sound. 
from the tinkle of the door chime to the voices of TV celebrities advertising new products over the in-store cable network to the calls of the store workers, the beeps of the barcode scanner, the rustle of customers picking up items and placing them in baskets and the clacking of heels walking around the store. It all blends into the convenience store sound that ceaselessly caresses my eardrums. I hear the faint rattle of a new plastic bottle rolling into place as a customer takes one out of the refrigerator and look up instantly. A cold drink is often the last item customers take before coming to the checkout till and my body responds automatically to the sound. I see a woman holding a bottle of mineral water while perusing the desserts and look back down. As I arrange the display of newly delivered rice balls, my body picks up information from the multitude of sounds around the store. At this time of day, rice balls, sandwiches and salads are what sell best. Another part-timer, Sukawara, is over at the other side of the store, checking off items with a handheld scanner. I continue laying out the pristine, machine-made food neatly on the shelves of the cold display. In the middle, I place two rows of the new flavour, spicy cod roe with cream cheese, alongside two rows of the store's best-selling flavour, tuna mayonnaise, and then I line the less popular dry bonito shavings in soy sauce flavour next to those. Speed is of the essence, and I barely use my head as the rules ingrained in me issue instructions directly to my body. Alerted by a faint click of coins, I turn and look over at the cash register. It's a sound I'm sensitive to, since customers who come in just to buy cigarettes or a newspaper often jingle coins in their hand or pocket. And yes, as I thought, a man with a can of coffee in one hand, the other hand in his pocket, is approaching the till. I quickly move through the store, slide behind the counter, and stand at the ready so as not to keep him waiting. Good morning, sir. I bow and take the can of coffee he holds out to me. Oh, and a pack of Marlboro menthol lights. Right away, sir. I take out a pack of the cigarettes and scan the barcode. Please confirm your age on the touchscreen. As he does so, I notice him glance at the hot food cabinet. I could ask him whether he'd like anything else, but when a customer appears to be dithering over whether or not to buy something, I make a point of taking a step back and waiting. And a corn dog. Right away, sir. Thank you. I disinfect my hands with alcohol, open the hot cabinet and take out a corn dog. Shall I put the hot food and the cold drink in separate bags? Oh no, don't bother. Together is fine. I put the can of coffee, cigarettes and corn dog into a small size bag. Until then, the man had been jingling the coins in his pocket, but now he suddenly moves his hand to his breast pocket as though something has just occurred to him. Instantly, I deduce that he will use electronic money. I'll pay by suica. Certainly, sir. Please touch your card here. I automatically read the customer's minutest movements and gaze and my body acts reflexively in response. My ears and eyes are important sensors to catch their every move and desire. Taking the utmost care not to cause the customer any discomfort by observing him or her too closely, I swiftly move my hands according to whatever signals I pick up. Your receipt, sir. Thank you for your custom. Thanks, he says, taking his receipt and leaving. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, I say with a bow to the woman next in the queue. Good morning. The morning period is passing normally in the brightly lit box of the convenience store. Visible outside the windows, polished free of fingerprints, are the figures of people rushing by. It is the start of another day, the time when the world wakes up and the cogs of society begin to move. I am one of those cogs, going round and round. I have become a functioning part of the world, rotating in the time of the day called morning. I look at the clock. Almost 9.30. The morning rush is nearly over and I have to finish dealing with the delivery and start preparing for the lunchtime rush. I stretch my back and go out to the store to finish putting out the rice balls. The time before I was reborn as a convenience store worker is somewhat unclear in my memory. 
I was born into a normal family and lovingly brought up in a normal suburban residential area, but everyone thought I was a rather strange child. There was the time when I was in nursery school, for example, when I saw a dead bird in the park. It was small, a pretty blue, and it must have been somebody's pet. It lay there with its neck twisted and eyes closed, and the other children were all standing around it crying. One girl started to ask, what should we... But before she could finish, I snatched it up and ran over to the bench where my mother was chatting with the other mothers. What's up, Keiko? Oh, a little bird. Where did it come from, I wonder, she said gently, stroking my hair. The poor thing. Shall we make a grave for it? Let's eat it, I said. (laughs) What? (laughs) Daddy likes yakitori, doesn't he? Let's grill it and have it for dinner. (laughs) She looked at me, startled. Thinking she hadn't heard properly, I repeated what I'd said, this time clearly enunciating my words. The mother sitting next to her gaped at me, her eyes, nostrils and mouth forming perfect O's. She looked so comical I almost burst out laughing. But then I saw her staring at the bird in my hand and I realised that one of these little birds probably wouldn't be enough for daddy. Shall I get some more? I asked, glancing at two or three other birds strutting around. Keiko! My mother exclaimed reprovingly, finally coming to her senses. Let's make a grave for Mr. Budgie and bury him. Look, everyone's crying. His friends must be sad he died. The poor little thing. But it's dead. Let's eat it. My mother was speechless, but I was captivated by the vision of my parents and little sister happily tucking in around the dinner table. My father was always saying how tasty yakitori was. And what was that if not grilled bird? There were lots more there in the park, so all we had to do was catch some and take them home. I couldn't understand why we should bury the bird instead of eating it. Look how cute Mr. Budgie is, my mother said earnestly. Let's make a grave for him over there and everyone can lay flowers on it. And that's what we did. Everyone was crying for the poor dead bird as they went around murdering flowers, plucking their stalks, exclaiming, What lovely flowers! Little Mr. Budgie will definitely be pleased. They looked so bizarre, I thought they must all be out of their minds. We buried the bird in a hole dug on the other side of the fence with a sign that said keep out and placed the flower corpses on top of it. Someone brought an ice lolly stick from the trash can to use as a grave marker. Poor little bird. It's so sad, isn't it, Keiko? My mother kept murmuring as if trying to convince me, but I didn't feel sad at all. There were many other similar incidents. There was also that big commotion soon after I started primary school when some boys started fighting during the break time. The other kids started wailing, get a teacher and somebody stop them. So I went to the tool shed, took out a spade, ran over to the unruly boys and bashed one of them over the head. Everyone started screaming as he fell down, clutching his skull. Seeing as he'd stopped moving, my attention turned to the other boy and I raised the spade again. Keiko-chan, stop, please stop, the girls shouted at me tearfully. Some teachers came over and, dumbfounded, demanded that I explain myself. Everyone was saying to stop them, so that's what I did. Violence was wrong, the bewildered teachers told me in confusion. But everybody was saying to stop Yamazaki-kun and Aoki-kun from fighting. I just thought that it would be the quickest way to do it, I explained patiently. Why on earth were they so angry? I just didn't get it. They held a teacher's meeting and my mother was called to the school. Seeing her bowing to the teachers, apologizing over and over, her face strangely serious, I finally realized that maybe I shouldn't have done what I did, but I still couldn't understand why. It was the same that time when our young class teacher became hysterical and began bawling and hitting her desk furiously when the attendance register and everyone started crying. She wouldn't calm down even when everybody started begging, we're sorry, miss, please stop, miss. So in order to shut her up, 
I ran over and yanked her skirt and knickers down. Um, she was so shocked that she burst into tears, but at least she became quiet. The teacher from the next class came running in and asked me what had happened, so I explained that I'd once seen on TV how a grown-up woman who was all worked up went quiet after someone took her clothes off. But then they held another teacher's meeting and my mother was summoned again. I wonder why you can't understand, Keiko, she muttered helplessly on the way home, hugging me to her. It seemed I'd done something wrong again, but I couldn't for the life of me understand what was the problem. My parents were at a loss as to what to do about me, but they were as affectionate to me as ever. I'd never meant to make them sad or have them keep apologizing for things I did, so I decided to keep my mouth shut as best I could outside home. I would no longer do anything of my own accord and would either just mimic what everybody else was doing or simply follow instructions. After this, the adults seemed relieved when I didn't say a single word more than what was necessary or act on my own initiative. But as I got older, being so quiet apparently became a problem in itself. As far as I was concerned, though, keeping my mouth shut was the most sensible approach to getting by in life. Even when my teachers wrote in my school report that I should make more friends and play outside more, I doggedly refused to say anything more than absolutely necessary. My little sister, who is two years younger than me, was a normal child. Even so, she never tried to avoid me. Indeed, she adored me. Unlike me, she was always being told off for silly little things, and whenever this happened, I would go up to my mother and ask her why she was so angry. This generally put an end to the lecture, and my sister always thanked me for it, as if she thought I were protecting her. It also helped that I wasn't, like, interested in sweets and toys and would often give them to her, so she was always hanging around me. My family always loved and cherished me, and that's why they were so worried and wanted to cure me. I recall hearing my parents discussing how to do this and wondered what it was about me that needed correcting. My father once drove me some distance to another town to meet a therapist. The therapist immediately assumed there must be some problem at home, but there really wasn't. My father, a bank clerk, was a mild and steady type, while my mother was kind, if a little timid, and my little sister was like really fond of me. For the time being, shower her with affection and let's see how things go, was the bland conclusion, and so my parents assiduously brought me up with loving care. I didn't make any friends at school, but I wasn't particularly picked on or bullied, and I managed to get myself through elementary and secondary school without saying anything uncalled for. I didn't even change after graduating from high school and going on to university. I basically spent my free time alone and didn't talk to anyone in private at all. I never repeated the kind of trouble I'd caused in primary school, but still, my parents worried that I wouldn't survive in the real world. And so, believing that I had to be cured, I grew into adulthood. And that is about as unusual as a main character gets, lads. Amen. <laughs> like, seriously, she's such a lad. Like, you would 100% want to fry up some poor, disease-riddled dead board and, like, feed it to your dad, Katie Murphy. I know you would. Have you been reading my dream journal again? <laughs> Do you know it? <laughs> but isn't it so sad, though, that, like, she feels she has to keep all that stuff to herself as she gets older? Um... No, do you know what? What's, what what stuff? Um, I think I, I, I'm almost certain I know what you mean, but I do want to check. See, Katie? See, Katie, that's real wokeness. Not jumping down someone's throat and reconfirming what they said, you know, before you answer. You're my actual hero, Saoirse. Oh, Chloe. <laughs> You're just so righty, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we, uh, we get too far into this whole love-in situation. Oh, it's a situation, all right. Like, what does that even mean? Shut up, Chloe. Like, you'd even okay, know. Okay, so now... 
would be as good a spot as any to take a quick break. So we'll get back to that point when we get back. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, because I think I majorly agree with you, Clee. But um, yeah, uh, like Sersha says, we should talk about it more, um, not least because we have a whole um, other half hour to fill. So we'll be back in a few to uh, talk properly about uh, convenience store women. So stay tuned for uh, more Chicklet for Life. All right, what's the story? This is Bootsy from Two Tours, One Chain. We're busy reading up on how societal racism has infiltrated our thought processes and what we need to do to change it. So, instead of further clouding the situation with more updates on that, we're just here today to talk to you about what we can do for your bike. Did your chain break and you need someone to help put it back together again? Oh no! Do you have a puncture and your dad went off with some slapper that works in the bank and therefore is not around to help you with it? We don't need you anyway dad! Or do you just want your free tour check to make sure that your tours are still in top condition? Cheers lads! If you answered yes to these or any other bike repair related questions Come on down to two tours, one time. We're still reading that book about racism, but you know, because me and John out here, like, we need to be a lot more like thoughtful in our actions and stuff. But like, we can still fix a puncture at the same time. So come on down. Our prices cannot be bet. Two tours, one time. I don't know about yous, but like, I have grown very, very fond of them too. I really, really have. Like, I never thought that I would like actually say this, but like, hard same. They're like, actually like, super adorable. Got emotional there. (laughs) (laughs) You really did, yeah. And the thing is, like, in fairness, like, I would put money on really, really adorable being like, exactly how them two lads would like, want to be described. do guys hate being called like cute so much like it's a compliment like the same reason why everybody hates everything like it's the patriarchy man it's the root of all evil ah here we go not like in fairness like this is one of those cases where the patriarchy capital t capital p is like actually the right answer yeah yeah unlike when you know Kay stole that guy's jacket at the rag ball that time uh, how exactly was his reaction not a direct result of like internalised misogyny you threw his jacket over a wall Katie into like some family's back garden at like three in the morning what part of his reaction was like unwarranted exactly yeah yeah you're you're really not allowed to drink Jägermeister again man it's like the devil's cough syrup like ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, memories but yeah, um, before the break, yeah, we had uh, an excerpt of a Convenience Store Woman by uh, Sayaka Murata. Um, I mean, yeah, I know we're talking about unusual heroines this series and uh, our girl Keiko here is, uh, yeah, she's about as unusual as it gets. Um, so yeah, before we finished up, just before the break there, before the uh, the guys told us about their services that they're still offering. Oh, bless them. <laughs> but yeah, Clee, you... Yeah, you were saying that it sort of struck you that it was like, yeah, kind of sad that Keiko had to like hide who she was uh, from like when she was a child and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess I just sort of like recognized that feeling, you know, like, like, yeah, uh, okay, I shouldn't say anything like ever again. Like that's the only way that anyone is going to be able to like 
stand to be around me. Yeah, 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 I get what you mean. And like, because like as soon as you do say something or like, yeah, outline what you're thinking or like be yourself for like a second, everybody starts like pointing and laughing and like you which the actual ground would open up and swallow you and stuff. Dude, like seriously, did something else happen at that party? Like, no, like, no, no. Like, like Derek's just a prick and like I'm just not talking to him ever again. That's all. But like... Whatever, yeah, Keiko, yeah. So, like, yeah, after she decides to take her vow of normalcy, uh, like, then what? Well, like, she's... Like, is it weird to say she doesn't seem to have a personality? Uh, oh, like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Like, we see the book from her point of view. So, like, we see how, like, going through her own thought process and her own actions, yeah, how they result from her thoughts. So, like, that kind of, like, super specific insight can, like, make it a little harder, I think, anyway, to, like, gain a clear impression of someone the way you would if you were seeing them from the outside. You know the way, like, you're you're in your own head and you don't really have a clear idea of your own personality? Not really. But, like, when you see someone else, you're all like, oh, my God, this is that person they're this way whatever um so yeah like i think like saying keiko doesn't have a personality it's yeah it's like saying you don't have a personality just because like you see where your own thoughts come from you know well i don't know if i'm actually like the best example to use there um how do you mean well like in terms of like personality you know ah clean no i know like it's not a big deal or anything like i don't mind it you know it's just it's just how things are you know how things are is that you don't have no personality is that what you're saying well yeah uh, here no 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 i'm not having this i'm not having this of course you have a personality you bleeding freak like you're basically saying there that like we'd all be mates with someone that doesn't have no personality like we'd waste our time on that like <laughs> i don't think so like i'm pretty sure that there are like i don't know nicer ways to say that but like <laughs> Like, Chloe's right, man. Like, are you okay? Like, you've been saying, like, stuff like this, like, a lot lately. Like, a lot. No, like, I mean, yeah, but, like, like I'm fine. Like, like, it's like, you know, when you're there and you see other people and they're just, I don't know, you know, you're online or you're talking to people and you just, you just notice that other people are, like, better than you they're like no they're like better at like being who they are than you that's what I mean like they're just I don't know able to like like wear the clothes they should wear or like look how they should look and like but like act the way they should act to be who they want to be and stuff like they just say and think the coolest things and stuff and like you're just at home doing what you're told because like what you think doesn't matter, you know? Like, no, Cleana. Like, oh my God, no. No, like, no, I, I, I get what you mean, Clay. Like, like yeah. how is that helpful? <laughs> exactly. No, like, no, like there, like here, it's like there are, there are ways to like fix yourself and like be the way you want to be. Yeah. You know, you're like mindfulness and like, oh, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, then you do that stuff and like other people step in to say like, oh, hey, sorry, this stuff is actually just for, like, normal people. Mm. Um, You're too far gone. You don't get to create yourself. You're kind of, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't fit the, I don't know, raw materials to to make a person. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that is, yeah, like, 
when you don't fit the yeah raw materials to make a person like you said like it's just it's you're just taking up space so you have to just do what you're told you're just there to work and be good until you can't anymore but like but you guys are so great though like why yeah, why like, are you talking like, yeah, like this what, yeah. like, what's the story like does something happen like what's yeah, going on like this is real scary you guys. no 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 it's just you know you know the way like you're in a group and there's always like a funny one and a cool one and a smart one and a sexy one and all that stuff and like I just don't sort of see where I like but you're the gay one in it uh here let's here let's just talk about the book no no like I was just saying it's so cool that you're out and everything and we love you and it's deadly and we love you like that's all that's all I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. No, I know. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't, I don't want to eat up loads of time just talking about me. Like, I, yeah, that was just me getting all self-absorbed, uh, talking about how, yeah, talking about how Keiko should be different if, uh, yeah, if she wants people to, to, to like her. Yeah, we should, we should be talking about that and, and not about me. Um, but like, the th- the thing though about Keiko is I I don't think I don't think she wants to change is the thing, but like she's talking all the time about wanting to be part of like society and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like it's never out of like shame or anything. Like she she doesn't have a problem with who she is. She doesn't like dislike who she is yeah yeah like she isn't at home like crying that she can't be normal and like if only she was normal then she'd be happy like she like that's what everyone else does on her account like her family and stuff but like she doesn't feel that way about herself yeah yeah it's like she wants to find out somewhere like that she can like act the way she wants to but like not freak anyone out or nothing yeah well I guess, you know, that kind of makes her sound a little unhinged. But like, yeah, she doesn't have any weird impulses or anything. Like, it's just that the stuff that's like important to other people, like status or money or like fun even, like she just doesn't like really appeal to her. She just kind of wants to feel like useful, kind of. Like in Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my God, Katie, exactly like in Thomas the Tank Engine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that show. But yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't like do much for fun. She like, yeah, she has a few friends, but like only sees them because like she knows that she should and stuff. Like she sees her family because she knows that they like really care about her, but like she doesn't seem to like have any real need for like companionship or anything. But then like at the same time, she seems to always be like surrounded by people like at the convenience store, you know, she goes to see her friends every couple of weeks or whatever. She stays in touch with her sister. You know, she's not alone, you know, and she's definitely not like lonely. Yeah. You notice that though, don't you? Like there's always some like sort of odd people you see around and like everybody loves them. Like, they're just like not that arsed about making friends, but they always do anyway. Like Katie, Jermaine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't get like, well, I suppose I don't want to get like why people like that, like people, people like Keiko sort of feel the need to conform. Like they're happy on their own. Like, shouldn't they leave space for other people that like want to conform? Well, 
I don't know how much I agree with that. But the thing is, too, Keiko, like she knows that she needs to do something to contribute to society. Like we saw in the excerpt from when she was in school, like that she definitely doesn't think the same way other people do. Though, in fairness, like pantsing as a method of calming a hysterical person is something I think should absolutely undergo clinical studies. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I concur, Dr. Murphy. Excellent suggestion. Like, not even a lie. Like, we are definitely going to get that Nobel Prize cloak. Or like, die trying, fam. <laughs> Keiko, you know, she did seem super relieved, though, when like the convenience store hired her. Like, the fact that she got all that training on how to speak to customers and like what the priorities are like watch out for what sells on particular days make sure it's stocked up like sales targets keep the line moving make sure people aren't waiting too long like it'd be kind of nice if like all human interactions had like really clear instructions like that right like that's that's all I'm saying but like it's not like Keiko isn't like curious about how people like work what how they tick or whatever like she's aware that her mind works differently and like it's kind of to minimize making other people uncomfortable or like having to explain herself too much. That's why I think she watches out for like what other people do or wear or say and like copies them because she knows that's going to like help them feel at ease. I like really liked how like clinical she was and like talking about that. Like she was like doing it on purpose to fit in, but like she noticed other people like doing it as well unconsciously, like getting infected by each other's way of speaking and stuff like but that she's aware that she's like 30% this co-worker, 40% that co-worker and like the rest is made up of like a mix of different people. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, like that's definitely a thing. Like have you ever had like a friend that like ditches you to like hang out with like a new group and then in like a few weeks that's like they've actually like set fire to their whole wardrobe and like stolen the group's clothes instead. It's like so weird. Yeah, they get like absorbed into <laughs> the collective or something. Yeah, but like that's another thing in the book, isn't it though? Like Keiko realizes in like watching the people around her that if anyone is too too different especially in the convenience store like they're not absorbed properly into the collective and they're eliminated like they're they're thrown out and, and like left behind yeah like when like a creepy guy like starts like trying to dance into your circle of mates in a nightclub and like you all ghost him until he leaves like exactly like that see and you thought I was a dope you being right like once every six episodes and you being a complete dope are like two unrelated things that like can absolutely coexist close <gasps> I am hurt. Katie Murphy, hurt I am. You are not hurt. You are vamping. There is a difference. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But like, still, you you have to be nice to me. I'm only small. She's got you there, okay? You are like upsettingly tiny. Yes, I'll be nice to me. Like, short arses have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, the thing is, ugh, yeah, like I'm going to have to use a, a woke alert for this. Woke alert! <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's just bloody good fun, that is. Best idea you've ever had, Clay. Seriously. I know. But yeah, yeah, advertising. Oh, are we going after capitalism or are we doing capitalism and the patriarchy? Well, like mostly capitalism, but like I'm pretty sure the patriarchy has a part to play. Well, we'll see where we end up. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Please continue. <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, Keiko is consciously like going and like buying her clothes at like the same place her colleague, like who's like the same age as her shops. And like she imitates her speech and like adds in a little bit of like her other co-workers to make it clear she's not like out and out copying one person. She's not a stalker or whatever. Like, yeah, we've talked about this already, but still. But like, how different is that to like us 
seeing an ad for like pretty little thing or whatever and saying like okay I want to look like that best get to like scrolling or like how different is it to like following a bunch of folks on like Instagram and like trying to follow their tutorials and stuff so your makeup comes out the same or like doing a TikTok challenge that's like pretty much identical to the original um, Your Savage Remix TikTok was uh, nowhere near identical to the original okay song Dude like what? Properly stepping all over my point here man Ah I see Please continue <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah like it's it's a little like hypocritical is all like and pretty funny to be fair like for all of us to be all like oh wow Keiko's so weird to like manufacture her persona based on what's around her when like that's like what we do like all the time so I shouldn't order that new playsuit off prelittling.com or uh... like you do you fam like just know that it's like not an original thought Ah, here. I'd have to be making my own playsuit out of, like, egg cartons and, like, cling film to, like, be original. And, like, I think we all know that that would get, like, very damp and very sticky in a very short space of time, so... Oh, my God. I can, like, smell the chafing. Like, it would be a biohazard search. Like, I'm not going to lie. This was an unexpected turn of events. Well... Like, was it, though? It was unexpected that I wasn't being really gross and that it was Saoirse instead, but that's just that's just something I'm going to have to live with. Um, anyway, um, so the convenience store. Yeah, uh, Keiko gets a job there and pretty much, yeah, finds what she's been looking for, right? Let's try to get back on topic here. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, the convenience store, like, has, yeah, lovely, clear requirements on what to say, how to say it, what to sell, how to arrange the stock. You know, there's even a uniform. So, like, Keiko's sense of like relief and sort of, I don't know, like purpose when she finds the convenience store, it's like almost overwhelming when you get like right down into it. I hear that's a bit much now, Sarah. Do you not think so? Like, I thought there were some really lovely things that, you know, in fairness, were pretty funny in that like deadpan way the book is written or whatever. But that really struck me. Like, like she mentions that one of the managers at one stage told her that it was her responsibility as like a member of staff to make sure she ate well and got enough rest so that she was healthy and able to work. Yeah, like she doesn't have like much interest in like the food she eats or anything. She's just interested in like getting food into her system as efficiently as possible so that she can do a good job. And like she sort of mentions that most of the food she eats is actually gotten from the store like she gets there early and gets some breakfast before starting her shift and like then her lunch and like probably brings something home from the store to have for dinner yeah like she's made up of like stuff from the convenience store doesn't she say that like at some stage say convenience store again convenience store convenience store yeah that's what I said convenience store you're like missing like at least two syllables there man no I'm not giving all of what are you guys fighting is it the energy of the book, Saoirse, just let it in, go on. No, like this is, it's not the energy of the book, how dare you? Dare <laughs> <laughs> you? No, no, it's like super meditative, like Kiko has, Kiko, Kiko, she has this like almost like zen way of like looking at her life, like in the convenience store, like customers come in and say, oh, this place never changes, but she's seen every piece of stock sold since she was there on like the day the store opened. She knows that like some customers have stopped coming. Maybe they moved away or maybe they passed away. Whoa, man, way to kill the mood. No, like it's right. Like that old lady that was there on the first day, she stopped coming after a while. Yeah, and like Keiko doesn't see it as anything other than like the passing of time and nothing to identify with too strongly. She's just there and like so are these other people. Everyone is just a cog in the ongoing machine of society. You know, you you work until you don't and you enjoy it while you're here that's that's it you know that's that's pretty much every zen teaching there is yeah well, what do you think Clee? um yeah like 
No, I like do you ever think that like or do you ever feel like like you don't exist, like that no one can see you? Like oh, like it's it's probably just a lockdown or whatever. I just I don't know, like every day is just the same and I sort of I think I thought that like after I came out or whatever that like that like maybe that was the problem like maybe that's why I wasn't but like it's not everything is the same it's just waking up and making breakfast and cleaning the house and listening to daddy and making lunch and making dinner and if I try and do anything different or be anything different they all say how selfish I am and it's just I don't like I don't want anything to happen to daddy and I know he's high risk and everything but like sometimes I just want to leave and like never come back and I just feel so horrible because I know that that makes me a horrible person. Clean, how does that make you a horrible person? Like genuinely dude like everybody needs to be their own person you can't stay home forever. But they want me to is the thing. Who? Who wants you to? I'll go down there. I will go down there and I will knock them out. I can go outside the county now not a bother on me. I'll hunt them down and I'll actually end them like I swear. (laughs) No, like it's like it's people in the town. Like you know the way you go into a shop and like everybody goes quiet and <laughs> you know you know where you wouldn't get that the Hiramachi uh, Station Smile Mart. Am I right, girls? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be nice to to go there. All right. What is it? What is it they they say when you when you come into the shop? Itashimase. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Very good pronunciation, girls. Very good pronunciation. I can't even say it myself. I can't even say pronunciation. That's that's a bit meta, isn't it? I genuinely cannot with you. <laughs> Thanks, lads. I appreciate that. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's been a rough couple of months, and I just. You know, when you think things are going to be different, you know, like you're going to be different and you're just not. Like, you are proper deadly, though. You do know this, right? Um, Wait, I'm going to just keep talking about it, so you may as well just accept it. Like, like I I don't want to bring it up again, but she has me, like, on BTS websites. Like that, like that happened. She is very persuasive, Kleena. Don't, don't fight it. Just don't, just, just. Just accept that you're deadly and this will all be over. Okay, yeah, great. Okay, we're all on the same page. Clean is deadly. I'm amazing. Katie likes BTS. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I guess I'll sit down. Like, of course we're all sitting down. Like, why Why would we be standing? Why do you have 87 plushies on your bed, Katie Morphy? I can't be expected to understand how that brain works. <laughs> you walked into it. But yeah. Okay, so... Hold on to use our brains, girls, because I am legitimately about to blow them. So, what if the convenience store is like a metaphor for, like, Japanese society? Boom. Well, like, yeah. Like, duh, dude. Being all smart, understanding the metaphor, and you just have to do me like that. You are a lot of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chloe, Chloe, come on, we're sorry. No, 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 no. Yields are a lot of bitches, and I'm not talking just about this. Oh man, like that'll last like three minutes, like tops, oh. man. <gasps> oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh, Chloe, we're sorry. Please come play with us. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, snap, man. Jesus. <laughs> but, but, yeah, the uh, the convenience store, it is, yeah, a bit of a metaphor for, for all society, I'd say. Um, not necessarily just Japanese society, I don't think. Like, you have to follow the rules or you get expelled from the system to allow the system to keep running. Like, the thing about the convenience store is it gives Keiko a, a, a rule book as to how to behave. Yeah, like we were saying. Yeah, like... It, like, allows her to, like, I don't know, like, align herself with, like, the values of the convenience store, I guess. Whoa, man. Yeah, my, my brother's, like, putting together this corporate culture presentation for, like, his work. Yeah, a lot of aligning of values and, and pillars of things going on. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure no one does is the thing. <laughs> but, like, no. Like, yeah, because, like, Keiko knows how the system works, she can, like, get on board with it and, like, be the best convenience store worker she can be because, like, that's her role and she's cool with it. Like, so if that's, like, shouting welcome at the customers and, like, feeling physically ill anytime the display of rice balls gets mixed up, then, like, that's what it is. Oh my god, like, but like, how amazing did them rice balls sound like oh, for real, though? Was that even three minutes, like? Um, I think you'll find we are talking about food, and all previous issues are void once food comes under discussion as per our friend Charter Section 2, Paragraph 5, Subsection D. She's got you there, Clue. I mean, they did sound absolutely amazing, though. I mean, actually, didn't I see on your Instagram, Chloe, you making rice balls or something like that last week, maybe? Uh, I was making a uh, kimbap. Sarita, not rice balls, different country, different food, okay, but it's like rice with stuff inside, like sushi, kind of, right? Like, I mean, I genuinely don't know why I'm explaining this to you and like you could all just go and watch the live that JK and Jim and she did together, but I suppose I'll just have to, like, (sighs) so yeah, kimbap is like a sushi roll but like the rice has sesame oil in it so it's like amazing and the fillings are all like cooked so there's like no raw fish or nothing which I'm a fan of I have to say but like yeah so I made me a tuna mayonnaise roll and uh, girls I am sorry but like I am very talented <laughs> and humble so very 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 humble uh, humility is for the weak Sarah okay I don't know why but the idea of you making food along with like two blocks from BTS like at the same time <laughs> it just I don't know why it just makes me feel good <laughs> oh Kleena I'm so happy that I can share this with you and like it makes me feel good too just so that you're aware it was nice and wait like wait is that the video you sent me where the guy was trying to pour oil into some rice like with some battle music playing in the background but like the bottle was closed well yes yes it was Katie I am very glad to hear you watched you it you watched the V-Live man <laughs> did you enjoy like, it it was, it was okay like the younger guy didn't like cut his roll into slices he just like took this huge bite out of it and sat there chewing it for like fully three minutes yeah, that was pretty good. Katie, his name is JK, okay? And he needs to keep his energy up to maintain that level of muscle mass. I will have to up our BTS lessons if you are to receive that shooky cushion, young lady. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. Like, is this even worth it, Kay? Like, like it's a really cute cushion, dude. And, and I'm like, really broke. Like, so broke. It's a buried desire to be a BTS fan, Clay. Okay? We all know it. Let's just go along with this charade that she's in it for the merch, okay? I am in it for the merch, man. Sure you are, fam. Sure you are. 
But uh, yeah, we we haven't talked about uh, Shiraha yet. Oh, oh God! Pretty uh, unanimous reaction for our man Shiraha there. He's just not very nice. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my God, Sasha! <laughs> so, so Shiraha is uh, yeah, he's this new worker that joins the team at the Smile Mart, and uh, um, who wants to take this one? Me, me, I do. Uh, he's a creep. He's a giant creep. He's creeping on women, creeping all day, every day, all over everyone that comes in because no one will go near him. And I'm pretty sure it's because he's actually a weird stick insect inside a skin bag um, that's posing as a human. That sounded like something Katie would say. We spent too much time together. You, like, do you even listen to yourself? Like, I feel like most of my thoughts are like solid gold. So I tend not to really. Um, I just trust that Ed quality is there if I just allow them to to spring forth as I just did. Oh, pretty sure that's Kay saying that she wants you to expand on that further there, Chloe. Mm-hmm, that's what I got from that. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so yeah, Shiraha. Um, yeah, he's all skinny and lanky and like he doesn't wash himself or his clothes and he doesn't brush his teeth or nothing. But like in fairness, the grossest thing his attitude, girls. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, please, tell us more, Chloe. Like, yes, yes, I will, Clean, and thank you for asking. But, yeah, he's all going around, like, telling everybody that, like, society hasn't, like, changed since the Stone Age or whatever. And, like, that, the only thing, like, anyone's interested in is whether, like, they can be, like, a good provider and, like, catch a wife. And, like, and that's why he hates society and is, like, so angry and all. Because, like, no woman will go near him with, like, a 10-foot pole. So, like, he can't fulfill his societal, like, requirements or whatever. But, like, if he brushed his teeth, he'd at least have, like, running chance is that is that how you say that fighting chance that's what that is anyway but yeah like genuinely go wash yourself man and like maybe you'll have some better prospects you actual freak i i'm not going to engage with 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 how ridiculously mixed up that was but like yeah like the way he goes on it's like prime incel talk i am very proud of you katie for not getting caught up in 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 another fight with chloe for no reason (gasps) and instead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had a feeling, yeah, that the whole incel thing was going to come up. Do you want to take us through the uh, the old, uh, yeah, incel handbook there real quick? Oh, with gusto, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's this movement of, like, online. Yeah, it's an online movement of, like, heterosexual guys that are, like, pissed off because they can't get a girlfriend and consider themselves to be involuntary celibate. So, like, incel. Um, and there are like a bunch of message boards where like these guys all hang out and from like what I've read like things can get pretty fundamentalist in there like like they should be issued girlfriends by the government they should go after guys that get women easily who they like nicknamed chads and like get rid of them because like they're keeping all the women to themselves or something um, and yeah and they should like punish women or Stacy's for like looking down on them or whatever like it's it's messed up like a lot of humiliation porn a lot of violent talk a lot of guys who are like afraid to talk to girls because they got shot down a couple times and now it's like gotten twisted into this weird rage situation it's like it's super sad but it's super scary super angry making and like this guy Shiraha he's like a prime example of that kind of talking what I thought was interesting about Shiraha though is that he was sort of like more invested in what regular society wanted from him than Keiko was like he was invested enough to get mad about it. Like, he wanted a woman to marry him. He wanted to get a high-powered job without having any of the skills that could, like, actually get him one. And, like, when those things didn't pan out, he got angry and started looking for a reason why. And that's, like, kind of where that Stone Age theory kind of comes in. Yeah, yeah, I noticed he wasn't, like, interested in, like, doing any work. 
like he wasn't interested in being the cog in the machine the way Keiko was like he wanted to be something else like a more important cog I guess um, like there's a day at the beginning of him working at the store where Keiko gives him a job to do and like he doesn't just like not do the job but like Keiko finds him reading the store manual talking about how it's really badly written and of course everything in the shop is going to go nowhere with a rule book like that. Yeah, yeah. He's upset that his lot in life has him on like a lower rung of society than others and like he wants an easy answer to that. What I thought was interesting though was when Keiko like offers him that answer she offers him a way around like societal expectations and stuff and a way to get people off his back and stuff. He's sort of taken aback and like freaked out by her offering him a workable solution. Yeah, it's like the giving out and making excuses was like safer for him than actually like making friends with a girl or like getting into a kind of relationship so that people would stop questioning him. Right. And like afterwards, he sort of climbs back into his old shell of just, you know, being a dick. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, that's his coping mechanism or whatever. And, like, the thing is, that arrangement with Keiko could have continued, but Shiraha, he kind of drags Keiko along with him into this current of wanting to fit in. She doesn't want to go along with it. She wants to continue being the cog in society that she's she, she's found her place and she, she doesn't want to change like that. But again, it's the reactions of the people around her, her sister, his family, the people at the convenience store. They all want Shiraha and Keiko to have the same interests and, like, values values as them so they can get on with their own lives and like not have to think about how to like interpret what these odd people do or say. Yeah, it's like they don't want to spend that extra energy on like interacting with people who don't fit the the mold that they're used to seeing. And like the thing is, it's like so super sad to see like Keiko like lose all of like the direction and like meaning she gets from working in the convenience store when it's like taken away. Like she doesn't need to eat healthily. She doesn't need to look after how she feels or looks or like how her energy is like there's just no reason for her to do any of that and it's like horrible man yeah that was real sad like there was this line in there that was like yeah the other people like around her like much preferred that she was like normal and unhappy than happy but odd or not normal or whatever like when people like her friends and family thought that she was like with Shiraha and like he was a total bum and like taking advantage of her or whatever like they were way happier than when she was like living her best life as like a convenience store worker yeah so I guess yeah yeah you should stay where you are you should stay where people put you uh, absolutely, 100%. No way, Clean it Every. That is in no way what I said. Me um, girl Keiko wanted most of all to contribute to society and the way her brain works or whatever means that like the usual way folks do that didn't fit for her, okay? So like when she started working in her Hiramachi station small mart, she was able to understand everything going around her in like a cellular level. Jesus. What? No, 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 nothing. Keep keep going. This is amazing. Oh, my God. Katie. Uh, but, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, that was where my girl Keiko just wanted to be. And, like, she made it happen for herself. It was where she could shine best. Okay? So, just like you, beautiful, cool-ass, hella funny, super calm and collected cleaner will find out how and where you will shine best. Because that's what happens. Okay? And we, and I'm looking at you here too, all right? Super smart, sexy, anime-loving Sarah. Don't you think we can't see you having a mirror? this week like we will be here when you do all that shining because we are your mates whether you like it or not 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're here because we want to, like, we want to know you, you know, like, we want to hang out with you. We, we really love being around you. There's no other reason, you know, you guys are super fun and super sweet. And, you know, we, we love you, you know, just end of story. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like I should say something, but like, I can't think of anything else. Oh my God, Katie, you're ruining the moment. Shut up, I am not. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> like, do, do we have Easter eggs, I guess? If we're going to do this before I start crying. Oh, my God, Sarah. <laughs> um, oh, do, no, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. So for me, there was this um, mango custard dessert that sounded, well, super gross. But, you know, <laughs> so like, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Did you get, like extra girly like you're like an actual barbie doll okay i thought that was just me like not wasn't that okay thanks katie thanks yeah i got you fam um so for me yeah for me there was um a cup of like jasmine tea that like made me so mad it's not even funny uh so yeah keep an eye out for that i guess yeah yeah um okay so like um, them ballet flats maybe or like keiko's handbag they both sounded real nice. I guess I just really like the sound of that shop in Amitsando. Is that how you say that? Don't matter. Yeah, that, yeah. The shit that Keiko bought in that shop sounded real nice. Look out for that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> like, um, oh, you, do you know what? For me, um, some barbecue that someone spat on. Uh, Sarah, man, <laughs> come on. Oh, you're like, so gross, man. <laughs> like, uh, for me, I think Keiko's pet, maybe, would be one to look out for. What? Remember, she decides to keep an animal in her apartment towards the end nice. of the book. Oh my god, that's <laughs> right! <laughs> wow, Clee, that's, that's a cool way to finish it, my man. Um, yeah, you guys, that's 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 it. Um, that was, was a bit of a journey, wasn't it? Like, I genuinely think I need to, like, have a proper lie down. Well, like, I mean, that's just a good idea, regardless of the emotional turmoil we've been in, like, at all. Like, everybody should just be lying down all the time. Like, do you... Yeah, like, do you listen to yourself? Like, seriously. It's all gold, Katie. Like, that's... It. I don't need to edit this shit. This is all just pure, actual... Like, historians will study this. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, our future imprint on history, notwithstanding. Um, we'll be back in two weeks' time to talk about Where the Crawdads Sing by uh, Delia Owens. So, uh, feel free to tune in then. Join us then uh, to, to have a chat about that. Uh, in the meantime, like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at, at chicklet 4 life one um, on Instagram at, at LifeChicklet4. That was the only kind of name that was available for us. Uh, yeah, wash your hands, um, maintain social distancing, wear a mask, be sound. Um, yeah, we, we'll catch you guys then. Hey, you guys, uh, it's Elsie again. Um, just a quick note to say, you know, here, if you want to go back and reread the books we've discussed so far, um, think about buying online or in store from any of the like dozens of independent bookshops that are now reopening after lockdown. Um, like you can do that wherever it is you're living. We're, I'm lucky, we're, I'm lucky enough to have a bunch of listeners worldwide. So, so do keep that in mind when you're, when you're purchasing any, um, any books to, to, to read from our podcast or or just in general um, here in Ireland you can buy from the gutterbookshop.com t h e g u t t e r b o o k s h 
O-P.com. Um, or head to their locations in Cows Lane or Dalkey. Um, they're super awesome. Um, definitely go in and, and take a look. Charlie Burns in Katie's hometown of Galway is, is a total must visit for any, you know, book related gorgeousness you might need. Or or Books Upstairs on College Green um, and The Winding Stair on the Keys in Dublin. They, they really deserve your custom. They, they work so hard. They've kept their doors open throughout. Well, not their doors open, but their virtual doors open throughout lockdown. Head in, you know. Um, uh, just to recap, the books we covered in series one were Watermelon, Rachel's Holiday, Last Chance Saloon, Anybody Out There, Angels, The Mystery of Mercy Close, The Breakup and Grown Ups, all by our actual hero, Marion Keys. We love her. Um, then in series two, we covered Jane Austen's back catalogue, Sense and Sensibility. Emma, Mansfield Park, Northanger Abbey, Persuasion and Pride and Prejudice. We also talked about The Longborn Letters by Rose Servitova and The Other Bennett Sister, which you should absolutely go and read. They're both really, really great books. Then this series so far has been on Our Unusual Heroines with Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine, Jane Eyre, Lucia's War last week and this week Convenience Store Woman that you've just listened to. Um, as we said, next week is going to be We, I... <laughs> These girls are all me. Um, next week will be Where the Crawdads Sing um, by Delia Owens. So yeah, go shop, buy, wash your hands, maintain social distancing, support independent bookshops, and we'll see you here in two weeks' time. Thanks a million. Bye now.